Hey everybody, welcome to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I am Mr. Gimpy, and as always, next to me is the one, the only, Chipped Monk. How's it going, bro? It's going fantastic, man. How about yourself? Uh, I am tired, dude. I am tired yeah. as hell. Uh, that Halo you beta. Play? Is, uh, I so the beta. Uh, dude, I wasn't. I had zero expectations for you today. Like I got up uh, kind of early, and I was just like, "Yeah, this guy was playing Halo." So I started like working on like some other projects that I have. Like I started making like a uh, a merch store for my YouTube channel. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I was like, "How do I do this?" So I started looking up that stuff because uh, I was like, "Uh, you." There's so many like barriers to monetization on YouTube where I was like, I need to start trying to make money on this thing somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Relying only on like ad revenue is like a fool's errand. It, it, it seems like in this day and age. So. It is. It is. I think only the OG YouTubers can really live like that. And even those guys aren't really just living on that. You know, they all have merch. So yeah, it's like merch They're, and sponsorships we, by like Manscaped when you can, uh, you know, shave your balls or whatever for money. Sh- what? <laughs> what? You can't be dropping <laughs> names, bro. Like you're giving away the sauce for free, bro. <laughs> what? That could become a sponsor, bro. Just, I'll, I'll, just bleep it out. You're giving dude. away just, those just pubic like, hairs. Just, <laughs> Free, dude. <laughs> just put just put the bleep on it, dude. Just when I when I say uh, you know that company, just go bleep, you know, just cover my mouth. I know you're lazy <laughs> with editing, though, so just leave it in. Who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> someone right, has a sauce. <laughs> I will. But yeah, yeah bro, man. Uh, Halo. It uh, last night's session was really fun. My internet died uh, like about an hour into the session, which sucked. But when it came back, um, I I was just killing it, dude. I I don't know where. I think you fell asleep though, right? Uh, for your stream yeah yeah we're watching the fights so i had like your stream going so i was watching uh the ufc fights and then i was watching some of you like play some halo i did i clipped some of your stuff on the yeah i saw the clips appreciate it Uh, there's a that ghost thing i'm actually using in a separate thing so yeah i was like man this is kind of awesome i was like you know like you asked before you're like hey would you mind like editing like some stuff for me i'm like Nah, shit. No, <laughs> like, you don't have to, I, I'm, no, I'm I know. myself, but yeah. Yeah, but ahead. I was like, I was already watching. I was like, I might as well clip some of this stuff for him. I'm like, I'm here. Like, it would be nice. I'm yeah. sure, like, you, like, I don't know. I was like, why not? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you use was, your clips for it, or do you go through your whole, whole, uh, I go through the video? whole thing. Oh, okay. Okay. I know I've you been get using, a lot of content uh, out of one, though. So, yeah, I have to slice that, uh, every part. I got to use every part of the animal, bro. Every part of the buffalo. I get that. So, I get that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, there's not much to work with. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this what happen. <laughs> uh, and then usually, like I go through it, I find like interesting and fun parts, and it usually works. I, I feel like I'm still lacking a bit, and I'm not really sure how to overcome that part of uh, editing. So you're still lacking in what uh, gameplay, entertainment during gameplay, or. All of it, yes, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but like, I, but the studying like my own vods and stuff, like I'm, I'm realizing that. So I'm doing stuff like practicing like uh, adjectives and adverbs and verbs, dude. Uh, and I'm like going through like third and fifth grade because like you never use them. Like, True. The, like most regular spoken language, like you use like a set like three to four hundred words, and like especially right now where like I'm not really interfacing with a lot of people day to day. I'm probably using way less uh, of my full vocabulary prowess. Like I, I found myself like just kind of like swearing and raging like in my games. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just being lazy. You need like, to level that up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like so many like better insults you could give people. <laughs> like if you, if you uh, go beyond just, you know, the, the, the swear bombs. Right. So. One of my favorite uh, teachers 
uh, and, and I know this quote's been used quite a bit, but they're all like, like those who swear um, just have a limited vocabulary, you know? So it, that that kind of stuck with me in the back of my mind, but I was like, also swearing's fun. So, you know, yeah. it's like fun equates to, you know, level of vocabulary. vocabulary. Um, my my I, wife jokes that I'm an encyclopedia because sometimes I'll I'll say something. She's like, the hell are you talking about? I'm like, oh, this means this. <laughs> she's like, oh, <laughs> you know, so and um, coworkers yeah. have said that, too. They're like, can you dumb yourself down for for uh, yeah, people us? have thought I've made up words, dude. <laughs> They're yeah. like, that's not a word. I'm like, no, th- it is. Yeah, uh, like you know, like you're onto something when people like start googling, like what you're yes. saying in front of you. Yeah, you're like, I don't know if I should be insulted or like, uh, you know, <laughs> take that, take it, you know, as a point of pride that I'm right yeah. and they're wrong and they're yeah, about to find yeah. that out. It's it's one of those things where um, I I feel like I I read a lot, but I also really enjoy talking and i've did like debate and other things where i have to talk quite a bit right so yeah. so you can tell someone reads a lot when they pronounce where they say big words but they don't know how to pronounce it right you can tell someone yeah. talks and reads when they use those big words and pronounce it correctly you know that's that's kind of the the metric so me like in in high school had like a little bit of a debate background and i got kicked out because well, <laughs> you know, it's there's, debatable, there's, be- there's a lot of politics. There's a, there's a behavioral <laughs> portion of it. It's like, it's like right. no, you can't represent us when you've been suspended three times in, in two months. <laughs> like, ah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's this ridiculous. They want the winner, dude. Uh, yeah. Call up the kid. Yeah. Also, there was like a, a race like thing because because like the, our debate team was mostly uh, Caucasian. So it was like me and uh uh, two other minorities and i'm like uh I'm i think not it was be... mostly the suspension thing bro it mostly was the suspension <laughs> thing but then i i, was, I, I You're uh, like oh no it was racism bro i was, I was, <laughs> that, I was that kid uh jerry springer's like they gave me three strikes no racist no 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 you racist you know <laughs> they gave just... you three strikes bro they're like you got suspended like three times they're like yeah you out dude we've we gave you a fair warning the first time. Right, we gave you right. a staunch. I'm that, I'm that dude on. I'm that dude on death row. Who's like, I didn't do nothing though. Yeah. <laughs> like but yeah, really, bro, it's uh, Halo. Like been... Joker, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was super society. fun, dude. Uh, the big team battle. There, there we, we we encountered a bug yesterday where uh, you couldn't capture a point, so we were just stuck okay. with three two yeah. points captured and one not captured, and randomly it starts working again for the other team, and we get fucking stomped after that. It's yeah. like God you just damn it. Exit. I would have just exited the game. I mean, it's a beta. To... Who gives a shit? Like your wins and losses yeah. don't matter, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got some good stuff. Uh, but I appreciate you clipping for me, dude. I got some some great stuff out of out couple of the last clips, couple sessions. Dude. Um, and tonight's my last time streaming it until it comes out. So, uh, you know, it's been, it's, it's been consuming my weekend and I'm sure my wife is annoyed by it. Uh, but what's Whatever. funny when we got married, uh, you know, we did premarital counseling. Uh, most people will do it and you get like, a you, your I wedding. It's almost required by it, law it, now. <laughs> it, some States I believe require it by law. Ours doesn't. Um, yeah. but if you do it, your, uh, the cost of your wedding is less. Okay. So, yeah. It was a so we did premarital counseling, and then the um, the guy who did it was like, everyone in every relationship has something that's an unbreakable uh, thing that you have to do 
and it comes with you in marriage and stays with you for life. What what is something that you have to do no matter what anyone says, right? And one of them was like, what chore do you hate doing so much that you would rather your spouse do it, right? Um, like for me, uh, I never want to clean the cat box, right? I never owned a cat growing up. I find the the litter box disgusting. <laughs> so I'm like, that's fair. I never You're like, oh, I got shit, yeah. <laughs> literally. And, yeah, yeah. And my wife goes, I never want to take out the trash. So, I mean, there will be times where I've cleaned the litter box and there will be times where she's taken the trash out before, right? But you could probably count it on a hand, right? So, yeah. so I'm usually the one still taking remember, the trash. Still remember, still bitter about yeah. it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things. But the other thing is, like, the unbreakable thing that uh, that you do, I said, there's two things. The NBA Finals and a new Halo coming out. So I legitimately said that it's in writing. So (laughs) this is part of the marriage agreement, dude. Yeah. 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 uh, So she's like, seriously, I was like, yeah, I know myself. And like, that's, that's one of them. So, you know, granted like Halo four was, was poop. Halo five was poop. Uh, Halo infinite. It's fun, dude, and I'm loving yeah. it. So this is like the first time. Well, the NBA Finals too. There's one point where we got to go to a dinner with some friends, but it was like during the finals, and it was a yep. restaurant that didn't have it on TV. I'm like, nah, we're not. Go- I'm not going. Like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, we're about. I, I we can go to a bar, a sports bar, and uh, yeah. have dinner with our buddies. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with I think that. that was the compromise we made. Uh, yeah, but, and I barely interacted with the, with the table. I was just. You know, looking at looking yeah. at the TV, but that that was part of the the marriage agreement, right? And my, and my wife had had stuff too, so it's not like it's just me being a dick, right? It's two things, you know. Yeah, and and it's uh, good. It's good that you put that out there too. Like you have that out there, and you know, it's important. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, man, uh, Halo's been taking over my my weekends, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't work on my game this week because with Halo, but also with um, work. Uh, it was end of month, so I had a lot of we had a lot of stuff going on, so I didn't really get to work on it this week. Um, uh, next week I'm going to work on it a bit, and I think next the next pod that releases um, should be the one where I'm showing off the game. So um, I'm excited yeah. for that too. Still working on the stealth game. I haven't forgotten. Um, you know, I'm still keeping myself still accountable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What have you been still up to, making... Chip? I, I feel like we've been talking to oh, each other man. a lot more than usual, but I, I think the day to day we hung out. out. Uh, we hung out. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, we got that. I we think, can hang out again, but for sure. Honestly, uh, we're, uh, we're kind of like Penn and Teller. We're like we're business associates. <laughs> like we don't really hang out outside of work and our work is our <laughs> podcast, really. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I've just mostly been playing Overwatch again. I've been still streaming that for like an hour uh, every day. I've been keeping to that. I'm getting better. Like I said, I got to get just better overall at the game, Yeah, uh, like in every aspect. Uh, and I think like it's another skill set that people also don't realize is like uh, commentary or like while you're playing a game is like it distracts you from the actual game play. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like like I I know I could be better if I'm just like not talking to uh, chat and I'm just like focused in on what I'm doing. But I'm like it's not that entertaining to watch somebody who's bad at the game <laughs> like, be <laughs> yeah. slightly less bad at the game yeah. it's like bro you gotta just dance monkey dance make it entertain the people so uh i've been working on that uh i've been playing a lot of uh battlegrounds still like i think i'm almost done with it i've almost kicked my battlegrounds addiction okay uh okay. You- <laughs> i've been <laughs> Like, I, mean, I don't know. The man I who woke up at three in the morning was like, "I got to get a quick battleground in." <laughs> so yeah, dude. I mean, like, I'm, dude, like this, it's fun, and like you can pick it up and play it quickly. And like, yeah, quickly yeah. is kind of relative. Like some of those matches go like 15, 20 minutes, dude. Like so, it could be a bit of a grind, dude. Uh, For sure. 
So I did that, and then I played some Apex uh, with our buddy. Yeah, I saw you uh, jump in uh, with Butters. I think that was before I streamed. Uh, yeah, we're just hanging out. We're vibing. Uh, we're playing some Apex ranked, and we're like bronze in that. Like I am on going a Smurf account. Yeah, uh, just having fun doing that. We're just you know chilling, playing some of that, uh, watching the fights, and it's good, dude. You know, it's it was good. a pretty pretty good week. I've been doing editing. I still I've been. Very consistent with my schedule. I just set like an alarm on my phone, uh, and I think we've you know talked about this a bunch, but yeah, it's been incredibly helpful. I, they call like two types of things: it's like one's motion, and the other's action. And like motion is like thinking about like what you have to do, or like writing down your goals, or like uh, you know, kind of like a New Year's resolution. Like uh, I, I think they've done studies where they're like motion doesn't do shit. Like you need action, and yeah. action is like actually doing like uh, you know any like. If you can get like one percent action, then like y- your entire life will change. Like if you're doing one percent action towards like a, a goal, towards that a goal, you set, right? Yeah. Right. So That's it's, cool. it's yeah, working backwards from that. Like uh, so, yeah, I- I've been focusing more on that, man. So, hey, man, uh, that's awesome. That's that's good. Yeah, that's great, <sighs> dude. So there's uh, one thing. Let's just get to the topic at hand. Oh yeah. Here. You know, I think I think when you brought it up, I was just like the hell you know yeah. but, i was like i want to talk to you today about quitting and you're like the pod and you're like no 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 no, no. <laughs> this is like it's, it's going well like, what the, the hell <laughs> like, things are like, going great we're number one in costa rica and finally bro like we're, exactly we're finally making headway here <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly that's right that's right uh we are currently the number one video game co- podcast in costa rica so everyone listening from costa rica you guys are fucking awesome keep doing it yeah. thank you <laughs> crushing it down there dude First Costa Rica, then we get another island, bro. Yeah, Just one dude. island at a time. One island at a time. We, you know, encompass the world. <laughs> we become yeah. the number one video game podcast in the world. So that's yeah. the goal. <laughs> no, for me, I wanted to talk about because, like I said, I've been uh, editing and like uploading stuff to YouTube, and I've been making like YouTube shorts and stuff, and they're going pretty good. But it, I've been asking people because I'm a uh, more an. I go hard. Like I, I'm very dedicated and committed to things. Uh, and I'm a hard worker, so I know I can, and I'm very stubborn as well. So I'm like, when is a good point to quit? Like, when do I know that like, Hey kid, you don't got it. Like this isn't like your efforts are better spent somewhere else. Uh, and so I like, I would ask people and like everybody says like, ah, you know, I I feel like artistic, creative people and gamblers are like the only two people where they're like, ah, maybe the next, the next thing will hit. Like, you don't know. Just keep, just keep rolling the dice, bro. <laughs> like, uh, so like, yeah, nobody will give you a straight answer, man, uh, about like when you should give up on like a, a project or like a piece of art that you're doing or really, uh, any creative project that you're working on. They're, everyone's just like, just keep going. Just keep, yeah. you, you don't know. Can I tell you the double-edged sword? <clears throat> yeah. So one of the things that people say, quit when you're not having fun, right? Yeah. Um, when you're doing a – and this is just mostly the, a creative endeavor, right? Um, I, I will use uh, game the my last game jam as as an example. Uh, we, we were just up for days, right? Just coding, uh, doing quick bug testing for this, this game jam. And uh, I will say – during it it was not fun like yeah. looking at a spreadsheet essentially and clicking play making sure your shit works and, and then you're hitting play and that bug is still present you didn't fix it and reiterating yeah. reiterating reiterating it is not it is not a fun time especially when you're against the clock but 
on the the counterpoint. So what? So if I, I'm not having fun, you know, and yeah. uh, we were up for days, but we'd go to sleep, you know, come back and then stay up again trying to fix this to make it work uh, for like two, three days in a row. I was not having fun, right? Yeah. Looking, however, I, I we persevered and released this. Right. Looking back, that is some of the best creative, like output, like in terms of quantity that I've ever done. Yep. Like I wasn't having fun there, but looking back, I'm glad I did it. So, I think if I took the advice of of a lot of people, which I, I think if you go online or if you read any uh, self help book or anything else, they will say if you're not having fun, it's not worth it. I agree, but to a point, because I will say, if you push through the not having fun, if you started this endeavor because you enjoyed it, and then you push through, you will get more out of it than if you quit. And it will always have the question mark above your head going, what if? Um, yeah. I personally hate living with that question mark. So my my goal is to just keep pushing through. This is why I keep mentioning the stealth game I'm working on. It's why I keep asking you about your own game, Chip. Um, I still being worked on. I yeah, got to get I, in my I, schedule. <laughs> I personally just hate that question mark, man, and that's what yeah. keeps me going. But yeah, go go ahead. What's your what's your thoughts on this? I think you're 100 percent right. I would say again, like I, I think having a goal is huge, and I don't know if you've ever seen like the creative cycle where it is like a, a meme, and it's like. Uh, oh, I have an idea. I want to create this thing. Uh, this thing sucks. I suck. This is uh, the worst thing ever. This is amazing. I can't believe this. This is great. I'm uh, so glad I did it. Like That's like the creative cycle, yeah. uh, especially for like artistic people. Because like, uh, I mean, we've said it before, like, it's like pretty no- well-known thing where it's like the last 10% of the work is equal to like the first 90% of the work. Yes. And it's not the fun stuff. Right. It's like the little details. It's like uh, tweaking things that like nobody will notice or care about except you for the most part. The other stuff is just completely break breaking, you know, so it's like you got it's not sexy. It's not fun, uh, like for things to break in your game for people to play it. But uh, you you have to fix those things, if you, especially if you want to, you know, have a, a finished product that people can get in front of. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's good to have a goal. It's good to have a, a time frame as well. It's good. Like you want to create processes that you're doing to achieve that goal and just being like, Oh, I'll get to it. Uh, or whatever. Like that's okay. But it's, it doesn't lead to productivity. And I think like the two biggest, uh, things that hold every creative person back is like ego and fear. Like you, you, yeah. you have like, yeah, like true. there's a, there's a lot of it is like, uh, you think you're better than what you can currently do. And that's because your vision is bigger than like your artistic ability at the time. Uh, and so I think this is what messes up a lot of people and why they say like, you don't know when you need to quit because you're always going to be improving art as an artist. And like art is one of the weird uh, jobs in the world where people will pay you to suck at creating things until you get good at them. So like uh, the, the, you have to like, almost be bigger than yourself and like have like a bigger vision and be striving for that bigger vision constantly. Uh, and like, you know, sometimes like there's just things out of your control that you won't ever get there where it's like the, the market's not ready. The, the, you don't have the right audience. Like uh, maybe nobody wants it. Like that's okay. Like nobody wants it now as well. Like who knows, maybe in a hundred years, like people want like, pictures of mozart uh fighting cats in an alleyway you know <laughs> like it might be huge then but like not not today 
<clears throat> Sorry, I got we, we lagged out right there. It must be your last last thing. Uh, nobody wants pictures of people fighting Mozart and cats, cats and yeah. cats in the alleyways. Yeah, got it. Yeah, you're, you're, so there's there's something to be said about. And let me ask you this: um, as as yourself, you're you're an artist, and and I mean, we always see your your paintings in the background and things. Um, yeah. So it's clear you 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 enjoy doing that. And look, when I look at your stuff, I'm like, that's very impressive. Every artist that I know and artist that I'm related to. Um, I, I'm, I look at their work and I'm, I'm impressed. I'm like, this is amazing. Uh, you know, you should put this somewhere. And everyone's like, no, this is trash. This fucking sucks. I suck. Yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's something to be said. And I, and I, I think that, so I'm not, you know, an artist at all, but, uh, you know, I have released stuff creatively and the, the thing that I, I think that inhibits most artists is that ego plus fear, right? Yeah. Like the thing could come out looking amazing for everyone else but you because you look at that one thing that doesn't look right or it does it didn't come out as you wanted. Um, I think it, again, it's it's a matter of taste and vision. So, I, my taste and vision are way beyond my current capabilities. Yeah, right. It, it's what uh, I believe the was it magnum opus. I believe is the the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's like uh, the the culmination of like all your body of work to get to like this one the greatest feat. thing you can ever do. Yeah, yeah, your greatest thing you can ever do. So I think all artists have it in their mind like a magnum opus, and every piece of content that they create is striving towards that magnum opus. So they'll never be content with any one one thing they do, uh, and that's why people say like it's never done, it's just released. Uh, yeah, you, you don't have like don't go for perfection. Go for good enough. Like get get things done. Like uh, just just constantly iterate and improve and keep keep putting things out. Like I was watching uh, this guy who's breaking down like different uh, big YouTube and uh, Twitch streamers and like one of them they're talking about was like Doctor Disrespect. Uh, and he, the guy was like, look at Dr. Disrespect's character. If you go into his YouTube and like just put all this video, he's been working on that character for 10 years to like get to the point where he is now. Uh, and like, and like he made like weird short, like YouTube videos in that character. And like, they were weird. Like they're still weird today, you know, yeah. but he's like, but like he committed. <laughs> well, it's not even just committed. It's trying to find that proper voice, right? Like, so comedians do this all the time where they have like a set of jokes and they go out and they're just constantly testing and iterating like, Oh, this, I, I know there's funny here and, and I'm going to change things up until I like start hitting with uh, what I know is really funny here. Uh, and you do this with everything. Like I'm doing it right now with like my editing where I'm like, Oh, I, I'm not getting to what I want in this, but I hit it here once and I hit it here in this video once. And so I'll go back and I'll watch like those videos and I'll like find that spot. And I'm like, dang, it's really good. How did I do that? Like, I don't even know. Right. But I know, like, I know what I'm trying to do. Like, it, yeah. it just kind of like, it's like a happy little accident, but you wouldn't know that unless you were continually putting out content, continuing like putting out pieces. Uh, and for some things, it's just way more difficult to iterate that fast. Uh, so like painting, that shit took me, you know, two weeks to do. <laughs> it's hard to be like, all right, I spent two weeks on this time to spend another two weeks to figure out how to do this better. Like, uh, for like a, a good piece of digital art, you're spending 40 to 80 hours on it. You know, for, uh, my first edits I was doing, I was spending, uh, 12 to 16 hours for like a three to five minute piece of content. Uh, that's, that's a huge time commitment. And now I've gotten it down to like two to three hours 
but that's still a lot for like a two to three minute, like little clip that, you know, some people maybe will see somewhere. Uh, and like the number one comments I get on are like, bro, this is way over edited. Like, what were you thinking? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I enjoy it. This is what I enjoy. And I'm trying to like, uh, create something specific here. Uh, so you, you have to do a lot of iteration and a lot of like stabbing in the dark as an artist or like a creative person. And there's no real right or wrong. And it's hard when like I, you go up to people and you're like, yeah, when should you quit this though? <laughs> like, Cause like, even if you have like a great idea, like I said, there might be market factors. Like nobody wants to uh, buy what you're putting out there. There's no uh, audience for it. Like maybe you're putting things in the wrong uh, place. Like I think the analogy I've heard is uh, trying to plant seeds in the Antarctic. Like nothing's going to grow there, bro. It's like a barren wasteland. Like you, you can put the best creative seeds out there, but like there's no rain, there's no sunshine, there's no fertile soil uh, for, for your ideas to flourish out there. So. Uh, I, I know market timing is huge in like any industry, but like I would say, especially uh, the creative endeavors where uh, like you see like some of the people like popping off now, like uh, for YouTube or Twitch personalities, it's a lot of, it's just like a generational shift. It's been like, you know, five, seven years. Like there's a new uh, group of content creators coming on. There's like people who grew up, you know, consuming like certain types of content. Now they want something different as well. So it, 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 the market's always changing. Like people's tastes are always evolving. Uh, like we've, we've did the old versus new uh, debate did, yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it like, it doesn't just because something looks better and like has nicer flashier graphics doesn't mean it's better. Right. Uh, so it, can we retcon that video? So you <laughs> get that quote on it. <laughs> yeah. I put that quote on a t-shirt for you. I put it on my, uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Like, like when I, when uh, I come over to your place, I like ring your bell. I want the, to say that back to me, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's, that's, that's really true. That's really true. Now, have you reached the point to know when to quit or are you ostensibly asking that question at this I've point? Been... Because I, I feel like I'm closing in on a solution here for this because like I said, I'm very stubborn and like I will just continue working on something even if like nobody else cares about it because at the end of the day, like I love it and I'm I'm okay and secure enough in like everything I'm doing where like I can just keep putting out stuff. Yes. All that being said, like I kind of go by like the IRS's definition now, uh, <laughs> which is like if you're not profitable for two years in a row, like you do not have a business, you have a hobby. And, and I think that's uh, important. I, I, I think that puts like a timeline, right? First, you want like uh, to create any sort of goal, you need a time frame. So I think if you're starting something, know within two years, it needs to be profitable by the uh, the United States, like federal government standards uh, of their <laughs> internal revenue service. All right. So I, I think already having that metric is good to know. So you have two years of a timeline. For me, I would say like, you want to like there's different things, especially like if you're into social media or you're you're doing something online. I would use like I'm using Social Blade, and I'm thinking in terms of uh, quarters, like business quarters or four months. Yep. Uh, so I'm looking what Social Blade projects for my YouTube channel in four months, and then I'm saying, am I hitting those projections by at least uh, there or ten percent over? And if I'm not, then like I've had a bad quarter. And I think if you have like two or three bad quarters down uh, you need to consider also hanging it up. Cause I, that's not a small amount of time either. You know, it's like 
a year. Like if you spent yeah. a year and like everything you're doing, nobody wants to see it. Nobody likes it. And like, you're continually like failing. Like you're just not barking up the right tree. You need to try something creatively different or like pivot or like do something else. And even for that, like I've come up with like a, a bit of a, a content rubric, if you will. Uh, so I go by like the 80, 20 rule, right? So was it like 80% of the productivity is done by like the top 20%. Yes. So like whatever the top 20% of my content that's working, that's where I spend uh, the majority of my time making that. And then I spend another 20% uh, just experimenting, just trying out different stuff. And I think when you're first starting out, it should be like almost 40, 40, where you're just trying like just crazy different things. Like you're just throwing, you're just shotgun blasting like the doom guy <laughs> through the door, trying everything and like seeing like if anything hits, like whatever sticks. And like, I would say to what I'm doing is like, I'm picked a, a genre, a type, uh, and then I'm just going, I'm hitting like a wide swath there, a gradient and seeing like what hits in that. Uh, because the way YouTube algorithms work, you need three months of a specific, uh, like it's, whatever you do, like if you're in gaming, it's like, or if you're people blogs, it's like gaming. And then like what game you're playing. Like if you do that for three months, you finally get indexed and then like your videos will start being promoted more. Uh, but I'm, I'm using like YouTube shorts and I'm trying to experiment there and I'm seeing like what works there. I'm looking at like the analytic charts and I'm like, when are people tuning out? When are people not watching? And I'm trying to get more of those like aha moments uh, in, in each of my videos. But all that to say is like for quitting <laughs> like when, when like all that stuff isn't working and it's not working consistently for, you know, four months in a row. Uh, maybe it's me, you know, maybe it's time to hang it up, bro. <laughs> like, Here's the question I want to um, present to you using social blade, things like that. You said the IRS's uh, method of determining if you're a business or not, uh, the two year metric, if you're profitable. Uh, I think, in creative endeavors, like including YouTube, you know, Instagram, things like that, uh, how are you determining profit? Are you saying monetary? Are you saying follows, yeah. subscriptions? I'm saying, I'm saying monetary. Mon okay. Yeah. And then I would say followers and stuff are good. But I don't know. You, you're in marketing. You know. You yep. know. Uh, I do. So but I'm just saying for the greater good. For the greater, for the greater good. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, you want conversions, right? So you want to, what you want, uh, let me see, I wrote this down somewhere. Hold on one sec. <laughs> bro, I got, I got figs, bro. I got charts. Uh, thinking about this. I've been thinking about it, bro. Uh, where is this? Uh, yeah, so there's like a, a sales funnel. Uh, so I would say awareness is like your outreach. How many uh, followers or people see your thing for uh, that's what matters, right? So interest is discovery. That's market penetration. There's like 44 million people trying to do like gaming and stuff on YouTube. Yes. Like how how much of like, if you cut up that slice, I think like most of it's like Fortnite and uh, Minecraft. So like I would look at the biggest people in your space. Like, and I've done this for like our podcast as well, where I'm like, we're the biggest uh, video gaming uh, podcast doing on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, they're on average getting between like 5,000 and 10,000 views. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, it's like, we're, we're growing, like we're, we're getting closer, but that's like the market cap almost like, so you would do this in any business endeavor. Right. Yes. So I'm saying like, 
for your artistic business, like you want a business, not like a hobby. And like, so this is where I would branch off to, right? So I would say like the first half of our podcast has been for people who just want to have a hobby and know when to give up. And I would say for them, uh, try to go a little bit beyond like when you don't want to do it and when you can iterate on what you're doing creatively. Uh, So just finish things for those people. I would say just, just finish whatever you're working on. Get it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Uh, I would do lessons learned from that and then improve for your next thing. And then don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Uh, for the second half of the people who want to, that's what the rest of this podcast is probably going to be it for. It's like people who want to take uh, something that they're creatively, artistically doing and want to like transition that into a business. Like this is what you should be thinking about. And this is like called the marketing funnel. Uh, so there's like awareness. That's how many people see you. Interest is people who've like discovered you. Uh, desire. That's like people who like click through onto your content and like are actively, uh, you know, viewing it. Uh, action. They they have hit like follow or like or they're they've they've joined you. Uh, then the final thing is a uh, is delight, loyalty, advocacy, retention. Right. This is when you have a fan. This is when somebody is actively telling other people about you and what you do. They're like. Oh man, have you seen the uh, the combo wombo? Like we said, like we always joke about where I'm like, tell twenty thousand of your closest friends about the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, like you only need like a thousand people that are like, you know, have loyalty in like your fan base uh, to grow your grow whatever you're doing exponentially. Uh, I think like the concept's called like a thousand true fans or something, but <clears throat> so I would say when you have like fans. Uh, you have like most people want to support you. Like if they like enjoy what you're doing, they would like to see more of it. They would like you to be able to give them more of whatever it is you're doing. Like if it's great uh, memes, uh, YouTube comments, like Twitch streaming, like people get like, like one of the big memes on uh, Twitch is like the biggest, you know, Twitch streamers. People are like, Oh, people are donating hundreds of dollars to millionaires. Right. Yeah. So like these biggest streamers, like, why are you giving money to a millionaire? You idiots. It's like, it's because they're a fan. They want to support them. They want to be like, hey, man, I enjoy what you're doing. Have have some of my money, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, I would like you to continue to be a millionaire who can just do uh, memes all day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you enjoy the content. So, I've never so had I would, any problem with, with people doing that, truthfully. Just, it, it, I was like, you people pay for what they like. That that just makes sense to me. But, man, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no. <laughs> like, I, I, I think that's, uh, I, it, there's a lot of haters, I think, also in the creative field now, because, again, like they say, like artistic and creative field is like the number one thing that like children want to be now, like when they grow up. So there's like a lot of people who there's a lot of people, adults who are working like really bad jobs that like they wish they could be doing something creatively, but they're not even taking those first steps of action to be doing it. And it, again, it's like fear and ego, right? They're not even going to like a hobby stage and then like figuring out like, hey, how can I transition this into uh, some sort of business. Uh, so I would say like, once you have your, your base, your thousand true fans, that's when you start to try and sell. Uh, but for me, I'm like, always be selling. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. why I was looking at like starting a merch store. I was like, you can't get monetization on YouTube until you have like a thousand, uh, follow it's a, it's a, so, a thousand, so, thousand subscribers, 4,000 watch hours. Yeah. Uh, and anything you get for shorts don't count towards watch time. So yep. if you're making like a bunch of fun viral clips, they have like the YouTube short fun, but 
they they don't disclose like who they give that to, what the metrics are, what you need to hit. Like they're just like, we're giving up to ten thousand dollars to short creators. Huh? And you're like, who? How many people have you given this to? How much money have you given to? What are the metrics you use? And they're like, we don't disclose that. And it's like, is this real, bro? <laughs> like, are you yeah. just like I'm, I'm uh, pretty sure the people who get that are also under uh NDA as well. So yeah. they can't even disclose what they're getting or how they got it, things like that. Yeah, you um, just get an email. You get an Illuminati second circle email saying, like, here's your money. Click this circle. link. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I would say, like, once you're already building your content, right, that's creating the awareness, uh, you want discovery. And I would say if you're tying yourself down to any one platform, especially early on, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Like, if you're... Uh, streaming, you should be using like restream. You should be doing like multiple platforms unless you sign like a contract with for exclusivity, like the affiliates or partnership programs or whatever else that they have out there. Uh, so I, I would say like after that, you want a desire and evaluation where you're giving something that creates value. And like usually for creative people, it's like uh, entertainment, education, uh, and like I forgot the third one. It's something else. There's a there's a third pillar to that, as all <laughs> things. <laughs> I never have to worry about because I'm usually doing like entertainment. Uh, very rarely do I do it. I, I think our podcast is more education where we discuss things. Uh, and so then like action and customer loyalty are like where you want people to hit subscribe. Where you those are the call they call it calls to action. Like <laughs> yes. right. So you're saying like subscribe follow right. So that's when you if they're already on your video already watching you you want to have like a call to action to say like. Or, or create more awareness, right? So you want to bring them to the top of another fi- like filter, uh, where you say, "Hey, I'm also on, uh, you know, Twitch. I'm also on. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I have an Instagram where I'm posting dank memes. You want something like that, where you're creating other brand awareness or a call to action. Where you're like, "Hey, this is sponsored by. Look in the links in the description." Uh, and then if they like want to support you, then they'll like follow those like calls to action and, and do that thing. Uh, so. It's really hard to do. Like, I think a lot of people are just like, just start streaming and figure it out. Eventually, someday you'll make it somehow. Uh, so it's a creative black box where nobody really yeah. talks about like. That's, that's the biggest crack of shit. Um, yeah, so just follow your passions, kid. So I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, there's one thing, and I think it's, um, uh, I don't know if I don't want to call it life goal or anything. Um, where, where you mentioned that uh, your drive is fiscal, right? Um, at the end of the day, um, for me, it's it's less fiscal, and I don't know if it's because, uh, like, I like like don't get me wrong, anyone would enjoy you know being you know more to have a more fiscal. Prowess, I, I would say then like but... it's a hobby, bro. Like if you're not worried no, no, about no, like definitely, the, the, definitely. It, it probably right? is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Creation. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to like, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like yeah, all the things, right? Like if you're like, I don't, I don't care about fiscal, then you have a hobby and that's okay. Like that's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Cause I was, I was thinking <laughs> like for me, if uh, having followers, I'm not stuff, disparaging and, people on uh, any side of this, you know, like right, I, I'm right. saying like, I'm saying like you should be thinking about this, uh, and like creating expectations around that. And then, uh, knowing when to give up based on how much on what your goal staked. was, right? Yeah, yeah. On what your goal is. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Cause for, for me, a lot of it, a lot of it is like Twitch streaming, right? 
I, I don't do it because I think I'm going to be a, a zillionaire, right? I do it yep. because it's fun for me and people who show up, I enjoy talking to. I the, the end of the day, I enjoy talking, <laughs> you know, that yeah. that is it at the end of the day. I enjoy talking and I enjoy seeing myself on screen because I'm a narcissist. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, know. you have to be a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's exactly. that guy who got like canceled where he's like, I just think I'm better than everybody else. That's I, why I street. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> like some like game thing. He was like, he's like. Yeah, he's like low key though. I think I'm like a god, and I'm better than everybody else, and yeah. that's why they should follow. It. Everyone was like, "Bro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got some but, serious problems." You know, and and uh, the people that that come back, like I, I don't have a big community by any means, but the people who come back, I appreciate them, but I feel like I I have this rapport with them. There'll be people that come back that I've seen for a good two years now, right? Like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. How you doing? And I know they know a little bit about me. They, I know a little bit about them. I enjoy building that relationship, and and they they come out to support whatever i'm doing and and it's great um i like like i'm more focused on just having people in chat be entertained i i like and i'm kind of cultivating like a lot of the same type of personalities as well so when jokes are hitting it's hitting for everyone like no one's really getting offended and no one's flaming you know anyone there's no there's no toxicity but you know just based on the you know era i grew up in the generation like some of the jokes don't really work with the overt pc crowd now but the yeah. community that I'm slowly cultivating, it's we all get it, you know. Um, yeah. So that like having a community for me is is my goal in Twitch. Just a community, like the subs yeah. and stuff. Don't, don't get me wrong, I love them; they're great. But I never expect them. I I just want people to watch me, enjoy what I'm doing while I'm having, enjoy me having fun and having fun themselves by being along for the ride. Yeah, and, I think um, that's a lot of people who stream on Twitch are that way where like this is a fun ho- and like even some of the bigger youtuber or, and uh twitch streamers i've seen like interviewed they have that like same mindset uh where like they're at the top and they're just like yeah this is why i enjoy doing the uh they'll talk they'll be uh i'm specifically talking about like a, i don't know if you know this guy Devin nash yeah he has like a talent agency and like he'll interview some of them uh and they're like he's like hey man how do you want to like you know where do you see yourself are you trying to build a brand and stuff and they're like no bro i'm just i'm chill doing this and he's like but you could be, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And they're like, I don't care. Like, you know, like I think there's something to be said about like, uh, enjoying your hobby and like already being comfortable, like financially and stuff. Like, uh, we're like, Oh, this is just my side hustle type of thing. where like, it's something I enjoy and I enjoy talking with people and, and doing that. But like, I, I would say like, write down those goals, you know, ahead of time. And then like, oh, just, just be true to yourself. Don't try and like do anything like you're not comfortable with too, especially like, like if you start getting to a bigger level and some marketing guy comes to you and they're like, listen, bro, we can 10 X your money. And you'd be like, yeah, we could. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and, and like, that's where you see like a lot of bigger uh, people fall off. Right. They start like uh, selling out and like people can smell that shit like a mile away. And they're like, bro, you never, this one, like I said, like I'm trying to do that shit from the jump. That way later on, nobody's like, no, you have like a merch shelf. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, no, bro, I've been trying to make I've money from day one. Day one. <laughs> day one, bro. Uh, yeah, there, there's or, a you know I, I was gonna say like how I take game dev um, at this I, that is like I, I looked at like my my general like life plans and I've you know truthfully accomplished most of the things I wanted to do in my life. Bro, I had the same problem. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah, basically one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, like some of my my life, like my life goals, right, was uh, to do live theater. I've been in plays. You know, uh, the other thing was to do public speaking engagements. I've done that. You know, like I said, I, I did debate, but I've also um, had a gig just speaking in auditoriums right um the other thing uh you know release a game i've released two on the game jam you know that that's it for me um next step and this is just added on right because i don't think like your life goals could be finite right or you know you have to keep expanding otherwise why why are you living you know life life is about experiencing everything you know dude i had this exact same moment where i was like like, (laughs) uh like i would say create processes and a goal not a time frame because yeah. you're going to accomplish everything you ever thought you could do and then more because your vision was too small. Like yeah. I said, like if you're creating and like creating and like doing better and better on each time you're trying to do something, if you're uh, tweaking your processes along the way, like you're going to get so much further. You're going to do so much more than you ever thought was possible. Like in five and 10 years, like uh, our buddy, our mutual friend who a uh, fan of the podcast, Heart on the Table. He asked me the other day, he's like, what's your 10 year goal? And I was like, fuck, bro. I don't like, that's a big question. Like, cause like, it is a big question. You, yeah. Like you think like 10 years from now, but like my mind immediately like flipped it. I was like, where, where was I 10 years ago? And I was like, yo, I won. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. You go like 10 years back and like to now you're like, yeah, I wouldn't have uh, rolled the dice and like saw that pachinko ball, like going that way, dude. Like. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. sorry to derail you a little bit, but yeah. And then the uh, no, you're good. And then the other thing I thought is is like why, why I'm making the stealth game, right? Is all of the games I, I I've made and re- and that have been released out into the wild um, have been a collaborative effort with you know my my brother in law and uh, you know a really good friend, uh, Sir Trake. Um, but I, I and before meeting him and things like that, and then getting these things done and releasing when I was you know 10 11 12 up to 16 17 i made things myself you know i never released anything but i kept making things myself just for me so now my next goal is to make something myself for me release it charge a you know i'm gonna release the the stealth game for free like i'm not planning on and this is just as a personal goal to get something out there that i solely created right uh and then after that something to monetize you know something released for a small budget price point and uh you know keep it going because it's 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 the thing is like i haven't released a game in some time now but it's not like i i I will never say that i quit game devving i just i just don't have i have uh it's not my main goal right it's it's a dream that i love but i'm content doing like my day job having free time not stressing over money or i need to have this game out you know, because I, I realized that I'm the type of person that I cannot work in a corporate environment. I, yeah. I just can't. There's no there's no point. When I was a kid, I was like, it would be great to work for Sega. Right. Um, there, then as I grew up, I realized I hate working in corporate environments. I, I worked in corporate places before and, um, you know, it just really wasn't for me where I've thrived were these smaller companies. Like I work for a smaller software company right now in my day job and I absolutely love it. It does. There's some coding stuff. There's, you know, good interaction with people of my coworkers and stuff. I, it's honestly one of the best jobs I've ever had. And the reason I got into this job is because one, I was interested in, you know, in stuff with computers, but I was also 
I'm also the type of person who doesn't take shit from people, and I've been fired yeah. from big corporate jobs before because I told my supervisor to go fuck themselves. I'm doing it myself, right? So, yeah. so that doesn't work in a corporate environment. A lot of the times, it depends on what level you're at. But in a smaller place, I've done the exact same things and got a promotion. I literally told yeah. one of my bosses, I was like, fuck that. I'm never doing this. Fuck you. I'm out of here. I left that day. I came back. They said, Scott, we really thought about it, and we're going to give you a promotion so you can just do that job now. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like you, you said something so tremendously important at like the start of that. Yes. And that was like, you will quit projects, but you will never quit being creative. And I think that's so huge, especially like what we're talking about. I'm talking about like quitting projects, not quitting being creative. Right. And yes, you touched on it earlier where you said, uh, you don't want to live with like the regret of not doing, uh, like a project. So I would say like, it's okay. Like I, I would say like quit projects often. Uh, but if you do just release it anyway and then learn from it, like what are people going to be like, oh, this is this isn't done. This is broken. This is busted. Be like, yeah, no, dude. What can you do? It's it literally says too. unfinished my release. Yeah, it says unfinished. <laughs> like, you know, I, I would say like, was it like work in progress, WIP? And then yeah. I would just say like uh, alpha release, like Bethesda released, <laughs> you know, and just like, yes, what's busted? Like, what can you do? It's the H1Z1. Uh, of, it's the Daisy of, of releases. It's like, yeah. ah, it's, it's out. It's <laughs> like alpha and then there's a Daisy released. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The pre-alpha that, that's masked as a full game. <laughs> yeah. The Daisy. So, but, but yeah, no, like I, I would, I'm not encouraging anyone to stop being creative. I'm saying like, uh, have a goal and like a, for a project, uh, and you should have creative goals as well. Like personally, like what you're trying to learn and do. And like, I, I know so many different like mediums of art as well. Like, where like, I always love, uh, creative expression in any form and I try to appreciate it. Uh, so like, I know like 3d stuff, 2d, I, I've been trying to learn programming, you know, no mm -hmm. uh, video editing, uh, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, at a certain point, like I almost feel bad not producing more stuff because I know so much we're yeah. like, uh, I was editing and my one buddy was like, Oh, let me watch you edit it. I bet it's like really interesting. I'm like, it's, it's not bro. Like, trust me. Like it is like, and like, he like watched me for like five minutes. He's like, you're right, bro. This is not interesting at all. No, no. Yeah. I like, enjoy editing. I think it's fun uh, personally, but I know it's not fun to watch. That's why yeah. uh, uh, when I was making a game, uh, uh, some people were like, hey, dude, can I watch you make the game? I was like, dude, this is not something fun. I was like, I don't even talk when I'm making a game. It's mostly me staring at a monitor grumbling to myself. <laughs> like, there's nothing There's nothing here that's entertaining. And there yeah. are some people, uh, uh, Thomas Bush, I believe, is a YouTuber. I think that's his name. He made Pinstripe. If I got your name wrong, dude, I'm so sorry, but I do subscribe and follow you a lot. Um, he yeah. streams himself making games. But he also comment commentates during it like what he's trying to do things like that so so he's the type of person that it works for but i think 90 percent of game creators don't do it because <laughs> like no yeah. eh, no one wants to see you see a code for you know four six hours or whatever <laughs> yeah dude it's uh you already have to have like an extreme interest in that field like if you wanted to know more about editing it might be beneficial to watch somebody edit but like again like the market cap for that's extremely small like we talked about where like you'll be into like these weird ass niches and you're like, Oh man, this guy must be huge. And then like, you look at like the amount of views and you're like, Oh, 800 views. <laughs> like me and 800 people want to know how to make this specific type of transition in a uh, Da Vinci resolve or Adobe after effects, you know, like yeah. that was it. Uh, <laughs> but like the guy had really great presentation and like uh informer, like, you know, hit that uh, knowledge and it's like an evergreen piece of content. Like people who, want to know how to do this in this particular software will always go to this person. Yep. But uh, 
again, that's like holding your expectations smaller too. Like I think there's only X amount of people who want to know about how to succeed creatively. And I, bro, I was listening to T Pain. T Pain streams now on Twitch. Yeah, no, T Pain's uh, great. He is. Oh, he's amazing. Great. Yeah, uh, and he like he said something where he was like, uh, I was listening to like one of his things. It was like T Pain says, uh, and he was like, whatever field you're getting into, you need to know. Uh, how to take that from an idea to a product. You need to know all the steps in between. And I think that's so important for like any creative person to hear. Like, even if you have like no intention to create a final product or something that you can monetize, you should still know about the process in case some jerk comes up to you and they're like, Oh, have you thought about this? I'm like, yeah, I thought about it. it's not, not what I'm interested in. That's not what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to build a brand. I'm not trying to, you know, create that. I'm like, I just want a community of like people to enjoy what I'm doing. And that's what I'm building. Uh, and it's a different mindset, right? Like you're looking it for is. like, it uh, is like you, you're doing the top half of a mark of a call to action marketing funnel. You want to build awareness interests. Like you don't care about uh, desire action uh, or advocacy and retention, right? Like you don't give a shit about that part, uh, but like those things will come naturally. Right. And like, that's what every bigger creator will tell you. They'll say, focus on your process, focus on getting better. And like, Money and everything else will come along with that. Uh, and I would say just give yourself a timeline for that. Give yourself goals. Uh, have small goals. that Have processes that you do daily that help you. like, Because like, goals are kind of weak without action. And right, it's that movement without action. So you want to create action daily, uh, even if it's a little bit. And it, it's uh, important things I've heard is like, how, think about like 10xing like what you're doing. Like, how could I uh, have a 10x return on, like, whatever creative endeavor I'm doing? What would I have to do to get that? Uh, it's, how can I turn my one, three, and five-year timeline into a one-month, three-month, and five-month timeline, right? And, like, when you start, like, shifting your mindset and thinking about scaling, uh, like, one person creating a pot uh, <laughs> in their attics on a pottery wheel, like you yeah. can't really scale that business, right? Uh, but maybe you can make like a digital course or class that you can scale and like sell out uh, to more people that might be interested in that and like be like, this is specifically what I'm doing. Uh, but I would also say like, I've heard other creative, see, so I've been doing a lot of, a lot of research. A lot of right? research, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've heard like other creative people say like, uh, there's an artist lady who's talking about like how she started a Patreon and she was teaching people how to do art. And she noticed that like sales of her art just started plummeting. Uh, and she's like, what's going on? I don't understand. Like, I'm getting more Patreons, but less people are buying my artwork. Uh, and she asked her buddy, and her buddy's like, you positioned yourself as a teacher now, not as a creator. And uh, instead of like, oh, I bought this thing from an artist I really like. I bought it thinking about I bought this from my teacher. Like, I, I, my, oh, this is something cool my teacher did. Uh, and it changes, like, your value proposition in the marketplace. But uh, That's it, why people go by aliases, like, actually. That's it's a yeah. very true thing. Uh, 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 Hideki Naganuma. Let me, let me, we're, we're to the point of wrap up, and I just want to mention this because that's a great thing, and it made me think of this. So, Hideki Naganuma made, uh, the music for Jet Grind Radio, right? Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Uh, he was known for that. Every, like, that soundtrack was fucking baller. Ollie King as well, which, which remixed some of the songs and had their own custom music. Uh, great, great soundtrack. He has his own real voice of mixing, like, it's like electro pop and it, it, it's, it's so unique. I love it. If you guys haven't heard, played or anything, but it's a video game podcast, I'm sure you have. Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Radio Future. Fucking play them. Listen to the soundtrack. That's, they're amazing. He 
um, you know, worked for Sega. I was contracted by them. Hasn't really done much lately and wanted to do other things, right? He has like a, yeah. he has like a band that tours and things like that, but he still wanted to make something digital. So the anime Air Gear came out and its soundtrack sounded like Jet Grind Radio. The concept for the show. Anime. The concept for the show was basically Jet Grind Radio, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic anime. And uh, you look at it, see who did the music, and it said some other band's name. I don't I don't remember what they called it. Um, but anyway, it, it wasn't. And people are like, this sounds just like Hideki Nagunuma. Four or five years after the anime ended, it's revealed it was Hideki Nagunuma under a different name. So the whole time. So people, you know, gravitated this, liked the anime stuff, but... You know, and we're like, man, the music's great, and we're a fan of of this portion. But you know, f- but like sometimes you don't have the crossover. Sometimes we were like, oh, this video game dude made this, yeah, I don't care. Or this anime yeah. dude made this soundtrack, nah, I don't care. You know, you if if you're going in a different industry or or you know, you're doing the same thing but a different part of the industry, separate yourself, right? That's that's yeah. one of the things that I've seen. Some people can get away with you know just using their name or something across all avenues. Um, I think celebrities are are very big on this. Like, I think Rihanna with her like lingerie line, right? You 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 listen to Rihanna's music, her persona, and things like that. You you could see her selling lingerie, and it makes sense, right? And yeah. like makeup and stuff like that. But then some people will will come out with something. And you're like, the fuck? I'll take Soldier Boy as an example. <laughs> I think Soldier Boy gets marketing, uh, but I think that he does it in a very lazy way now that he's made it big, right? When he first yep. hit big, he was just releasing his shit and and renaming files on like uh, LimeWire and stuff to, from, his, from his own song to popular songs at the time, for, so people were forced to listen to his music, right? Even inadvertently. Yeah. An amazing marketing strategy. Shady as fuck, but amazing. Uh, yeah. Then he hits big, you know, that he has his time in the sun and, you know, he's whatever. You know, shout out to Soldier Boy because I do like his hustle. And then he, yeah, you know, releases these video game consoles. Dude, I don't give three fucks about a Soldier Boy video game console. And I realize the controversy surrounding it. I won't get into it. But you, if he would have done this under a different name, he could have reaped the profits, but then has be seen as uh, a little more virtuous, right? Than than just the Soldier Boy console. So yeah. I mean, it still would have been a huge scam, but. Uh, he probably would have done better and wouldn't have become a uh, meme lord unless that was his goal. Then, dude, you, you did it you again. Never, you, you did it know. again, soldier. <laughs> I've heard like the other mastermind behind this is just, like uh, the Paul brothers. Like when they, they, they do are stuff very good like at marketing, yes, yeah, they think about like how this will be perceived and like what angles they can play off of and stuff. But like as you said, like about putting like uh, your brand in different silos. Like they say this for editing, like in game content and YouTube because YouTube does not like multi-game YouTubers anymore. Nope. So they want you to be in one specific thing. So if you try a different game and it's working out, uh, everyone says just make another channel and just specifically put that type of content in that channel. Uh, And like you can rebrand or you can rename. And I don't know, you you see this with other Twitch streamers and stuff too, with like Pokimane and uh, Dr. Disrespect. There's exceptions to the rule, obviously, but yeah. uh, No, she she also has like, she has like lifestyle. She has a blog. She has like uh, Twitch clips. Like, and it's like Pokemon clips, Pokemon uh, brand, like lifestyle, Pokemon like blog. Uh, So like, even like the biggest people are doing this, like where they like, they will silo out like uh, creative content. So uh, think of it as like a grocery store in like an aisle uh keep keep like an aisle like if you have just you know cereals you want only cereals in that aisle dude you don't yeah. want to start throwing like you uh, throw your, your ground beef <laughs> next to your front plates <laughs> yeah bro it gets disgusting real quick nobody wants that <laughs> there 
Yeah, true. <laughs> true. I just like, have to subscribe. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, For sure. But yeah, dude, that's just a great way to end it on, dude. Um, yeah. Shit, that's... Man, I feel like we could talk about that topic for another good hour, but uh, that's our time. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I would say uh, iterate. Uh, If you're building a business, think about building your business. If you're having a hobby, just enjoy your hobby. Don't let anybody convince you to try and start a business with them. (laughs) Uh, Release, focus, focus on your processes uh, and take action. Take a lot of incredible action that isn't perfect. Take big, imperfect action steps every day. There we go. All right, everybody. So for this has been the Combo Wombo Podcast. For uh, Chipped Monk, I'm Mr. Gimpy. Like, share, subscribe. Share it with uh, 20,000 of your friends. Uh, anything else to add, Chip? Oh, 20,000 20, <laughs> 20, friends. And if you don't, don't got them, get them. All right, guys. <laughs> Peace.